Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's Director of Personnel. Today, we have Mosher's Director of Strategic Growth within our Government Services Division, Wilma Kilgo, to talk to us about what it takes to compete with the best. Wilma is the Director of Strategic Growth for Mosher Consulting, supporting business development efforts in the federal and state government markets. She has a 30-year track record of success at information technology and telecommunication companies, both large and small, including MCI, CenturyLink, CACI, and Mettel. Wilma is also a civic leader in her community, and she supports two nonprofits as a board member, working with underrepresented communities to impact change. In 2021, she received two awards for her activism, the Arlington County Government's James B. Hunter Human Rights Award and the Arlington Branch NAACP's Holmes Meritorial Service Award. Wilma, it's great to have you on Ask Anything today. Thank you for taking the time to join us. How are you? Thank you, Angel. I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're very excited that you're here. That's why we invited you today, because you have a great depth of knowledge that we hope we can take a little bit of your time to get to know you a little bit better and get to know some of the work that you do for us at Mosher. So, Let's start with your role at Mosher. What it is exactly that you do here? Well, I actually handle the capture process from identifying opportunities with federal and state government before they even hit the street, assembling appropriate teams if Mosher can't do the work or if we don't have the appropriate contract vehicle, and then preparing our internal teams to be able to do the proposal once the opportunity hits. We hope that that involves engaging with the customer, having meetings, doing white papers, and responding to requests for information so that we get the customer comfortable with Mosher's expertise. And then we do the proposal. I work with the crack proposal team that we have in order to respond with something that is compelling, but also, of course, meets all the requirements. And then we hopefully win. And then I work with the program teams as they deliver the projects or build the programs for the customer. So I work with it from, you know, conception to delivery. Definitely from from the idea phase to basically all of the drivers of putting together the proposal. And then hopefully after we win that proposal, getting that job, that work done, making sure the right people are in the right place in order to assist within that contract so that it is quite a heavy lift. It's actually very exciting, although it is a heavy lift because no day is the same. You working with the government, of course, the U.S. federal government is the largest customer in the world. And it's because of the U.S. government that many companies are able to start and grow and become the technology leaders that they are. Now, there are requirements for small businesses, for women-owned businesses, and although Mosher didn't get its start that way, many of our partners and teammates in the business that we work come from that type of socioeconomic underrepresented area. So Mosher and the role that I play is to 
work with our partners and teammates because a lot of the business that we do in the government is with another company. And so sometimes you're competing against companies and sometimes they're your partners. And so the work of a strategic growth director is to manage that process and to pick the right partner for the right opportunity. And also to kind of grow together. You know, um, there are things that we identify that maybe are not exactly in what we do right now. It's a part of it. We get that mm -hmm. partner. And that's another way that we expand what we can do from the different industries and verticals as well. Well, it's an interesting, you mentioned the federal government being the largest, basically, customer in the world. That's true. I used to, I came from the federal government before I joined Mosher. It's also a lengthy process uh, when you start a proposal process with the federal government, really with any government, uh, state, local, et cetera. Because as you were mentioning, there's so many parameters, there's so many guidelines that we have to follow in order to get to that first stage and then the second stage, et cetera, right? Absolutely. The federal government has requirements that help them to differentiate the vendors. So for example, there are specific types of certifications like ISO certifications, certifications called like CMMI, those types of things that help the government say, okay, if you don't have those at a minimum, then you're not the right company to work these. So in order to work and to compete against the big guys, very often you have to make investments for those types of certifications. Companies have to be in good fiscal as well as having the technical abilities to do those types of things. So that's one of the ways that Mosier competes against the big guys is because we have leadership that understands the minimum requirements, but also is willing to make the investment to ensure that we have those certifications. And also that our number one resource, which is our people, have that type of backing so that if right. somebody wants to go and get an AWS certification in order to be able to service our customers better, that happens very easily at Mosher, whereas mm -hmm. at many other companies, those types of things might have to be done on the employee's own ticket. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Let's focus a little bit about Mosher in the marketplace and really other small companies who compete fairly successfully against large businesses. As you were mentioning, I mean, we comparing ourselves to other large businesses, it's sometimes unfair, but at the same rate, we do provide a lot of benefits, if you will, for our employees that lead them to be more successful at their jobs because we allow them to develop their skills much more than maybe some of the other big companies do. So what can you tell us about small companies who really compete fairly successfully in the marketplace? Well, I would say that they all have to have some type of differentiation. I spoke before about the socioeconomic. So they might be a woman-owned business or they might be headquartered in a hub zone or a minority business. But as they get larger and they start having revenues that prohibit those types of socioeconomic designations, they've got to have something that you know differentiates them. Maybe they know the particular vertical very well. Mosher is able to compete 
because of, again, our people and our deep expertise. The areas that we are in, we have people who have lots of experience, lots of the certifications and the knowledge, but also we have a really good mix of clients. So we have commercial clients who are cutting edge. You know, let's talk from an app development perspective. They want a true agile software development product with lots of UI UX, you know, where there's where there's lots of focus on the end user and those types of customers help to prepare us for our government customers who maybe aren't ready to go at that type of speed, mm-hmm. but they want the best of those types of advantages that having that agile development expertise gives you. So we have customers who might call it hybrid agile, right? They've got an environment <laughs> that's moving from waterfall, but they're not quite ready for you know a six-week sprint. Right. We, because of our expertise with those government customers who have that legacy COBOL working in a mainframe environment, because everything isn't to the cloud right now and all of the easy stuff is already gone. So mm-hmm. when you're working on those legacy applications that still need to be transitioned, that need that new code, you want people who have deep expertise. And that is the Mosher differentiator. But again, our ability to partner and team well, because we're in, you know, in the federal government, our forte is health IT. We're in four of the six centers at CMS, as well as the Office of Communications. So we know and we support subscribers of up to 60,000 users. So we have been in some of these departments for well over 15 years. So we do have that types of deep expertise. So it is the reach back and the expertise that helps to differentiate Mosher in terms of our competition against the big guys and often small guys as well. But one of the things that we do well is being able to partner. So on our CMS business, we're not a prime on any of the business, but on some of them, they're on their third iteration of programs and Mosher is still a key component of those teams. And I like the analogy you made regarding how we have commercial customers who are looking for that six-week sprint and they want to get everything on the go right away. But how that prepares us for then the government work, because government work, I don't mean to be negative, but government work is normally at a slower pace. It takes a little bit longer. They're mainframe, as you were mentioning, they're not all in the cloud. They still have physical assets that need to be maintained. And so that's where we come in and have teams that can do that, but also then have teams that can work in the cloud and show how that could benefit really in the long run. Absolutely. The mix of commercial, state, 
and federal. Because when I came to Mosier, we're based out of Indiana, although I work out of our Maryland location. We know the Indiana government. We understand their goals and we're able to work with that. And now we're able to expand that. So now we're in Nebraska, we're in Maryland, we're in Pennsylvania. We just recently won business with a partner in South Carolina. So we are able to take those differentiators that we're offering to our large federal customer at CMS, and we're working to expand that to other federal customers, but we're able to take that and leverage it for our newer customers to say, hey, here's what we've done for this customer. And one of the things that makes us different, and I've worked for companies that have been very small and tens of thousands, and I will say that Mosier has some other differentiators from the perspective of being a private company that really help to show, we're able to prove to the customer that their goals are our goals because we don't have to worry about Wall Street. So when I came here, I'll never forget one of the first conversations I had with the program team. They were talking about the customer satisfaction and having come from public companies many times well, and every other company I've been at, program managers have some responsibility for profit and loss, P&L on their programs. At Mosher, that responsibility is at the executive level. Our program managers are focused on the customer's goals. Mm -hmm. So if they need to call in a couple of additional developers in order to get some or, or other staff to get something done to meet the commitments we've made to the customer, they're able to do that without worrying about it adversely affecting them from a program perspective and how they're evaluated because we're focused on the customer's goals. Yeah. So having that was actually um, a very bright spot because it helps to keep the projects on point because again, the customer's quality is the most important thing. And again, having the people who are responsible for quality and for security and that type of thing at that higher level so that all of our divisions have access and, um, and are a part of that process helps to show that even though we're a small company, we are organized and our people are certified and our processes and the way that we do business are well within the same types of requirements that all the big guys do. And we're able to support, you know, 60,000 subscribers on a program. Not a lot of small companies are able to do that successfully and have done it for program after program. Right. And consistently. And that, I mean, that speaks to you, you mentioned something that we've mentioned on this podcast before, and it's about how we have a great wealth of knowledge within our teams and basically how if we don't have somebody on a team that has that knowledge, we can just pick somebody from another team and plug them right away. And it's seamless because we have that knowledge, we have that experience. And so it is important for us, as you mentioned, to be customer centric. But I'm glad you mentioned about our divisions because that actually leads well into my next question, which is what can you tell us about our divisions at Mosier and our high level past performances? You kind of touch a little bit about it on that last response. So can yes. you elaborate a little bit more? 
Absolutely. So our application services division from the federal government perspective and our data and analytics services are ones that are over and over again, the ones that help the government customer so much. We also have our business services, which gets into governance and project management and the like. So again, those three teams very often are kind of interdisciplinary on many of our projects. And we also have our infrastructure services division, which again, we have a help desk that supports, you know, the Medicare population, 10,000 staff members, and we do training Our learning services department is a part of that where we are able to leverage those resources. For example, a project that we do for a state in the health IT area did not have a requirement for training, but we saw how giving additional training and information to the program team that we work with, that's the customer's team, and how letting them see what we're doing, what the next step is, and having them engage with what the ongoing roadmap is helps to make the program run smoother. And it also helps the customer to be able to see the value add. Hey, they're not just seeing the results of the software and data information and reporting and everything. They're seeing it from the perspective of also the staff who are doing the work and how these advances that happen in their applications and in their program are actually having their teams work more efficiently because The small things are happening through automation in many of these cases. Just for example, the first project that we were awarded in Pennsylvania was a project that was 100% manual where people are using Excel spreadsheets and the like. So the things that we do help the government customer better serve the constituent. And those are the things that are important. And I have to tell you, I've only been at Mosher, I'm getting ready to be close to my two years in a few months. And one of the things that I did in my research before I joined, because of course, you know, I went to the website and heard all the great stuff, but I went to Glassdoor, which is where former and current employees yep. say what they think. And when I saw <laughs> the 92 and 96% current and former employees say they really appreciate the CEO, I've never worked at a company like that before. And I've never worked at a company where 90% of the people want to stay year after year after year. Having been here now for well over a year, I can say it's real and it's part of our secret sauce. It's part of what makes Mosher Mosher is that the employees are given the opportunity to expand their knowledge, but they're also, it does feel like I'm in a family group. You know, I think that Having your employees have the capability to help other divisions. If you're on a particular program, then yes, that's what you're you're doing. But as we in growth and business development and capture find new opportunities, then you're able to say, hey, that's something I might want to do. So I think that the camaraderie and the expertise in these five divisions. Oh, and the last division is government services. So even though we don't actually produce a product, well, we produce proposals and we're the ones Mm -hmm. who 
who are the engine for the other four divisions for the work that they do. So it all is, I won't say it always works seamlessly, but I will say that our senior leadership team work together and that expertise and being able to support the project and pulling the people from the particular areas of expertise is something that it's one of the reasons why we have the past performance that we do. It's one of the reasons why, you know, our customers, once they get Mosher expertise, they want more. And so that's part of what I'm here to do is to, you know, wave the Mosher flag and say (laughs) to those customers, because we've come in behind some larger companies and have been able to give the customer real change, uh, things that have, have been able to positively impact the way that they're able to service their constituents. And those are the things that we strive for. And I think that we make them happen. And I think our past performance says that. And when you bring change, you bring peace of mind which is something that we've heard over and over from times when we've taken over work that has been done differently in the past. And we normally, I mean, the technical stuff is the same. It doesn't matter how you slice it. It's going to be the same, but it's the key component. That's us. It's the people, the the different way of looking at things and providing answers in a meaningful manner that just makes sense for that customer but it brings that peace of mind that, okay, these people know what they're doing and they're going to be well underway to a successful partnership with us because they care. They are definitely putting their right foot forward. And that's what really any customer wants to see at any level. That is 100% it. What we tell our customers is we can do it the way that you want to do it. And we normally come in and do things the way that they want them done as we responded in the proposal to the RFP. But as they gain confidence in us, we're able to say, and that's what where that learning services training and talking about the road mapping and things come mm-hmm. in. Because I'll give you an example. We had a customer who wanted to implement chat, but they had concerns. Well, we had another customer, a government customer, who had already implemented it. And we said, Mr. Customer, would you have a conversation with this customer who has some concerns? Mosher's not getting anything out of it, but we have someone who has already accomplished what you want to accomplish. And he'd be happy to talk to you on the phone for 20 minutes and answer your question. Conversation ended up going on and was just a benefit. Mosher got nothing out of that, but we do those types of things because we're focused on the customer being able to serve their constituent because we know that that's what government is about. You know, I love that commercial. I don't know what company has the commercial, but where they talk about your water is clean, you know, the monuments are taken care of, our history is managed. All of that happens because of federal government employees. And so working in tandem with those employees to make things better for the constituents is what we're all about. So Wilma, how do we compete? I think we've mentioned that we're small, obviously we're not large, but we're still competing. Our name's out there and it keeps growing by the day. So I think one of the ways we compete is through our thought leadership. We have people who are becoming more well-known in the industry for the work that that they've done for the government customer. And we're also being more 
forthright in our marketing. So we were at the American Public Health and Services Administration Conference, the ISM conference. I think it's our second year. And we definitely have made a difference enough where we have customers saying, I saw what you did for this agency, or I heard about what this project was, and I want to know more because we are developing our requirements. I think that the teaming that we've done also has played a big difference because as I was talking about health IT, the fact that we're subs to, I think we have 12 programs now at CMS and we're subs to larges on half of them and smalls on another part. So we work well with people and that's important in the government market because teaming mm-hmm. with an organization, you're basically putting your credibility up with theirs. So when those big guys are coming to us and saying, Mosher, we want you to be a part of the team because you have this customer knowledge and you have a great reputation in doing this work. That's one of the ways that we compete. I'd say that's the biggest way that we compete based on what we've already done before. But also the other piece is, I think our knowledge, like the VP of government services, Melinda Plogger, is well known in the industry, extremely credible. And when you have that type of staff, when those are the people who are well known in the federal IT industry, then that helps as well. Because customers say you've got people who have done it before. And the other piece I think that helps us compete, and I'm seeing this more and more on requests for proposals from government, is they're asking about your past performance in terms of have your you know, software applications ever had a breach? You know, is your DevSecOps really security oriented? Uh, in, the, in the government, the major programs uh, complete a record every year and they call it a CPAR. And so that says, you know, what the customer said of your performance, are your CPARs good? Have you ever been sued by a customer for a project or a program that you've worked on? Mosher has zero. And I've worked for a number of companies and I don't think any of them ever had a zero. So that is something that I think makes a big difference. Mosher's never had a cure notice. So this means that we can compete because we perform. And you mentioned our VP of government services. I mean, she is known in the industry. She is well known. So it's part of that cultural piece that we also bring in obviously we took we've already talked at length about our people but that's what makes us who we are now i've got a question here that i don't know that i want to ask because it's it's sort of revealing some secrets but i'm gonna ask don't give me your best answer (laughs) you touched on this a little bit earlier what's the secret sauce we've been sprinkled a little bit by it in our conversation here today but what's that the secret sauce is is that we're a great company to work for So people want to work here and they want to do their best. You know, we've been recognized in Indiana for, I don't know, over 10 years as being one Mm -hmm. of the best companies to work for. We've been recognized in Maryland, Baltimore for, I think, three years. But what I think even shows it even more is we just recently got recognized by Fortune as one of the best midsize companies to work for. So 
I think that the people make the difference. There are scrum masters all over you know, the world. There are people who understand agile development. There are people in data and analytics, You know, folks who do help desk, but the people who do it and their focus on the customer is what makes a difference. And that's why I think it's really interesting that sometimes there are companies where the people who are the salespeople or the, the BD people, once the deal is sold, they're not ever engaged again. Well, I listen in and continue to engage with the program manager who is leading the project just because I'm the one who helped to sell the initial mm-hmm. And so, of course, we're going to want to do more business in that state. So I stay involved so that I can make sure that, oh, the customer may have said, I don't need this for 90 days, but we said in the proposal we were going to do it in 60. So let's proactively make sure Mm -hmm. everything is straight rather than making assumptions. So I think that having that ongoing communication helps to ensure that we as a government services capture team can continue to capture more business because we're doing what we said we were going to do and we're all an interdisciplinary team. And I I think about that a lot. Having worked at other companies where when you're pulling from another team, sometimes that requires going way up the org chart in order to get approvals. That's Mm -hmm. not required here. We put that together when we come up with what we're proposing for the government and everybody buys in. So when we win the business, it's just a process of everybody falling into place and let's get that kickoff meeting started. Yeah. And that relationship building piece that you mentioned that you do, it's also done by our commercial team as well on the commercial side when we have customers on that side as well. I mean, we have our business development team is basically hands-on all throughout the process of the pre and then the post of what they do. So they are magnificent at what they do and they're engaged with the customer because they know that's that's how you keep business by treating people the best way possible and showing them really the possibilities that this partnership, that it might go beyond that initial first entry, right? I mean, we talk about application services. We talk about managed services, infrastructure services. We have a waylay of information that we can share with with our customers, whether government or commercial. So you've given us some but could you give us a couple more examples of how Mosher goes above and beyond for our customers? Sure. I mean, what we do is we do what we said we were going to do in the proposal. So we propose the A-team, we deliver the A-team. So for example, on one of our projects, which is a Medicaid project for a state government, we were working on their website, on their portal for all of the people on Medicaid who need to interact with the agency. And we also had a relationship with an organization for the blind and visually impaired. Again, we brought those organizations, we brought the things together by using our relationship with that organization to have them help to evaluate the Americans with Disability Act work that we were doing for the government. 
And we were able to bring insight because we had people who were affected by those issues actually looking at what we were planning to implement for the customer. So we were able to actually get real information and use that. And that is really the essence of you know UI UX, of listening to the person who is actually interacting with the site. That was wasn't something that we were required to do. It was initiative. And so I think that that's just another example of Mosier going above and beyond for the customer. We got nothing out of that other than to have our people be more skilled at being able to support our state government customers who are the people who need those services. So by helping people who are visually impaired be able to use that website and be able to gain access to the information and to the services, in a fashion similar to those who don't have those disabilities is something that makes a difference in the lives mm -hmm. of our customers, users. And that's what we're about. So we go above and beyond for opportunities to help our government customers better serve their constituents. And that was just another example, which has actually gone on and is helping Mosher actually, we're becoming subject matter experts in that area simply because we are leveraging our relationships to help the end users. And also the other thing that it does is it takes the burden off the customer because if you've got users who weren't able to use the website and therefore had to call and speak with a human in order to get the same services, well, now those humans can work on projects that are more intense and that require their expertise and the things that they normally did for those Disabled clients are handled through the system, again, providing automation so that the agency can put its resources toward problems at a higher level because the services that we're supporting are able to support more people, thereby making the government staff even more efficient. I had actually challenged the idea that we didn't get anything out of it because I feel like we got a stronger partnership and a stronger showing of how really good we are at what we do, but also how caring we are with just trying to connect two dots that probably weren't connecting somehow, but we were able to be that connector, that piece that brought them together. I definitely appreciate that because that's something that I know we do often where we put ourselves out there to help out other industries and other businesses. So finally, what are we supporting now? And are there plans to expand maybe in the federal market? I don't know. Absolutely. The federal market is like on my head. It's one of the big things I've got to accomplish in 2023 and 2024 is for us to get more federal business. We were successful in the last fiscal year in that we actually did penetrate the USDA as a sub to a woman-owned small business. So 
federal civilian agencies, especially ones involved in health IT are ones that I am absolutely moving forward on. But also we do a lot of things in the states that we can leverage into federal, like courts, technology, manufacturing. We do data center support, lots of infrastructure support, that wonderful help desk um, capabilities where we support, you know, 60,000 subscribers, definitely looking to leverage that and also working to expand in other states as well. Also, the data and analytics, our honeycomb project, which of course helps customers who already have all kinds of data and say, oh my God, how do I get it? How do I organize it? You know, being able to API your information in and come out with nice reports and GUIs and have a better understanding. All of those are areas that we definitely want to expand into. And I mentioned earlier that we're in the process of getting our ISO 2015 certification as well as CMMI level three for services and development. Those types of things will allow us then to be a better competitor and be able to meet the minimum requirements on many like GSA, GWACs and the government-wide acquisition vehicles. Sorry, I don't mm -hmm. want to talk in too many acronyms as well <laughs> as indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity, ID, IQ contracts. We always had the, the capabilities, but Beginning next year, we will have the checks in terms of certifications. So that will help us also to expand. So federal market and expanding into other states are things that we're definitely looking forward to for 2023 and 2024. And I think that we're really making a difference in terms of ensuring that the market understands our thought leadership and the areas where, you know, our swim lanes are like, if you're going to be looking at that, you need to talk to Mosier. Absolutely. And with that, we'd like to thank Wilma Kilgo for joining us today. Wilma, it was a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate our conversation and all of that breadth of knowledge. My God, thank you very much for being with us at Ask Anything today. Thank you. Thank you for listening into this week's edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosier Consulting. We hope you enjoy listening to Wilma Kilgo talk to us about what it takes to compete with the best. Join us next time when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. Remember to send us your ideas or topics via our social media feeds. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, come on, go talk to Mosher. So long, everybody. 